What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Jays for Days podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh. We got Jays Jumpers, Jaron Jackson Juniors, Ja Morants, Joe Johnsons, Ja Raffs, of course. We've got Jays. We got him for days. Josh, how you doing? I'm just going to be proactive this year. Okay. <laughs> and say, after what happened with North Carolina, I just hope... At least we can learn some kind of lesson here and not make a bunch of commentaries based on this tournament heading into next season because the last two years, everybody's postseason darlings, it hasn't gone that well. I'm I'm not even going to save my speech until the end of the tournament. I'm bringing it to the front. You can't just assume because a team plays well in February and March or March and April, they're going to be great the entire next season. That's not how this works. That's not what the tournament's supposed to be there. Who was two years ago? UCLA. You can't put those two teams in the same. No, no, it's not the, the same. same. Yeah, no, you can't yeah, do that. Right. Almost UCLA a four had a, seed and one one yes. and one missed the tournament. Yes, UCLA had a fine season. My point was right. They were the maybe they're the best team in the country coming off of the first four. I very That's loosely fair. put them together. Yes, I'm not saying they are the same thing. I'm just saying either of them saying, lived up to expectations. I saw people saying before this season that you that UNC had a chance to be like the best college basketball team ever. Yeah. someone wrote that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's they why missed I'm... the tournament. That in case you are living under a rock and having any, in case you are one of those people who only li- and consumes college basketball from March 10th to April 4th, I'm sure there are plenty of those people. Uh, there are people looking for North Carolina in the mm. bracket, and there are people not finding them, and that is not a mistake. They did not, by definition, uh, meet the requirements of an automatic bid or have one of the, what, 30, what is it, 36? Something like that, yeah. 36, uh, you know, official uh, at-large bids, and you will not see them in the national invitational tournament because if i was the preseason number one team and i missed the tournament i would not be accepting an nit invitation either yeah we have 68 teams though there are 68 of them it does not include north carolina but i want to get out of the way first now we're talking about the teams that are actually playing it does include teams that earn their way into the field 64 well i guess it's what 60 it's 60 teams total right 60 that are in the official first round we'll have eight teams go to dayton and um we'll eventually crown a champion in houston in about four weeks three and a half weeks time four weeks i guess four weeks from today right this is when we'll crown a champion is that right oh right it is my uh yeah that sounds right (laughs) There you go. We'll take it. Right. 21 days from now would be the 24th. Yeah. So that. Wow. No, it wouldn't. It would no. be the 34th. So, yeah. So, three no, weeks. so it's three weeks. So it's yeah. three weeks. Man. Right. Because oh, two, two rounds, two rounds, final four. We're, we're off to a great start. <laughs> off to a fantastic start. Um, as per usual, if you've been around for a while, you've heard this podcast before. Region by region. Making picks starting with the Sweet 16. Um, general thoughts about each of the regions. We'll pick a region winner and then circle back at the end to the final four just to kind of start everybody from the same jumping off point, the number one seeds in this year's tournament, Alabama in the south, 
Houston in the Midwest, Purdue in the East, and Kansas in the West. Let's start in the top left corner because for some reason that always seems like the best place to start. And we'll go from there. In this region, Alabama, the number one seed, been right there all season. It became pretty clear pretty quickly that that was one of the best teams in the sport this year, and they did not waver down the stretch. A number one seed for Nate Oates's Alabama squad. The number two seed in this region is Arizona, and we'll kind of go from there. So before we hop into Sweet 16 and going from there, any order general th- general thoughts from from the South region. Yeah. Uh, not stunned. Alabama was number one overall. We'll get to the part of that. I have a bigger issue with, but it doesn't pertain to the South region. So you've got a couple, I guess from an eight, nine standpoint, I just don't want that West Virginia team. That's kind of, I feel like that's every eight, nine, every year I talk myself into that though. Of Oh, I want no part of that team. And then, you know, sometimes they win, sometimes they don't, but that's, you're going to get a you're going to get a challenge from Maryland to West Virginia, and then you've got some intriguing mid majors here. Obviously, Utah State's had a really good season. Most people thought they were a little bit closer to the bubble, but they get the ten. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's new favorite mid major darling, the Fighting Pack Kelseys, <laughs> yep, who get take care of business, win their conference tournament, get a pretty favorable matchup with San Diego State in that 5-12. That's a dangerous 12 seed. They can mm-hmm. really score. That's a really good basketball team. And then also Furman, you know, Ben Bender plus hurt for Virginia. They get to the ACC tournament title game. But those two, I would not be stunned if we see a 12 or 13 seed out of this region making the Sweet 16. And then the other thing I'll just point out is you do have two high major conference tournament champion tournament, yeah conference tournament champions here in Alabama and Arizona. So you got two teams Mm -hmm. playing good basketball as your one and two seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking around the eight, nine matchups, these are both, I think, I think Maryland and West Virginia are two teams with, with not the highest of ceilings, right? Right. If you look over in the Midwest, you have an Iowa team that like, (laughs) like that's a dangerous matchup for a team like Houston that just isn't built on scoring the basketball. Marcus Sasser, not a hundred percent with the groin injury he suffered in the AAC tournament. I haven't looked looked in the last you know twelve hours or so about what the updates are on that, but um, he was at least questionable going into the title game as a result. Um, but Iowa is one of those teams that like on the right day they can beat anybody in the country, including Houston and and Maryland and West Virginia are dangerous for different reasons. Yes. Right. I don't think there's, there's a game in which like, I don't see a world in which Alabama is down to either of those teams by 12 with five minutes left. Like they might be right. down like two, Yep. but there's a world in which I was beating Houston by 12 yes. at the under four. And, and, and I'm not sure that's the case with those other two teams, but, but on the opposite side of the equation, Houston could beat Iowa 56 to 37 <laughs> if, if I was not making any shots. Right. And, and, and Maryland, and West Virginia, I feel like their, their floors are pretty high. Yes. Right? This Dante is the high, Scott, the high floor, low ceiling version of the eight dime right, matchup. Yes. Right. Right. And yeah. I think anybody in the big 12 would tell you that you do not want to play West Virginia. I mean, that's a team deep in the standings of the big 12, but a team that is like top 20 at Kempom and, and, and that Maryland team has 
high quality coaching and some some players that have been around for a long time. So um so that 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 kind of jumped off there. I think if you're an Alabama fan, you're not too too terribly I mean, especially when the other eight nine matchups are Memphis and FAU and I don't I don't think anybody wants any part of Memphis. I don't think they're gonna I like I wouldn't bet on them to make a deep run and I'm not sure they have anybody that can deal with 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 Zach Eady in any type type of way if they you know assuming that they beat Florida Atlantic which is not a, a foregone conclusion but then but then Kansas you know the nine eight down in the west is is Arkansas or Illinois and that's um that's that's not I mean that's that's you getting a lottery pick in the second round like that's that's tough to to have to go up against Nick Smith that's at least at least something that's going to make you going to make you think. And if not, it's, you know, Terrence Shannon Jr. And, and Matthew Mayer and Matthew Mayer. So we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what goes on there. But uh, yeah, the eight, nine C there, you mentioned Charleston and, and Furman. That's a cool duo of 12 and 13. Um, the Creighton and NC state, I think is an incredibly, the six eleven matchups in the first round are really, really good. I mean, we have a Kentucky Providence in the first round. Um, Where's Hopkins game. <laughs> we have a TCU, uh Bobby Hurley possibility um in a six eleven. But um but that's an interesting one for sure. And then um and then the other things I'm I'm aggressively neutral on and we'll watch the games because they are in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> but for for reasons beyond that, there's not a ton. Um anything else before we make uh before we make a pick? Let's jump in. Or or three picks, I suppose. Okay, so on the top half of the bracket, so this is um this is the group that would have an Alabama, the eight nine matchup. San Diego State versus Charleston is in is the five twelve on this on the top half of the South region. Virginia and Furman, the four thirteen. Who makes it to the sweet sixteen? I'm going chalk. I've got Alabama, Virginia. Now I do have Charleston beating San Diego State. Uh, I did go I did go that way as well. But ultimately I think this, this is going to be – I really want to see this Charleston-Virginia game just to see what happens because I reached the conclusion that Charleston just hasn't seen something like this defense, even if it's not quite as good as in years past. And you, ju- you just can't get yourself prepared for it in time, and Virginia is just going to win 60-57 to 57 mm. <laughs> because Charleston's going to have a bad shooting day because they're playing Virginia's defense. Sure. Even even though Virginia's ceiling is not all that high at this point, I I just I would feel better about Charleston's chances of going to the Sweet Sixteen if Virginia wasn't the team standing in their way. And then Alabama, I yeah, I just don't have enough faith in either of those teams. So that's what I have in the top half of the bracket. You know, um, I think you're right. I think Virginia is high on the list of mid-majors have a hard time preparing for themselves for that like at the top of the list this year is zach Eady. <laughs> sure like 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 if you happen to get zach Eady in the second like if florida atlanta gets zach Eady in the second round um they they have no idea what's about to happen i mean like you have high major coaches talking about how they, they had no idea what was okay, the big 10 has no idea what to do right yeah yeah. Um, so how in the world is penny hardaway or florida atlantic gonna, gonna know what to do i think i think virginia is just just a mainstay near the top of that list. Um, not an elite defense this year, but still just a, a, a high major team that is really, really difficult to adjust to when you have one chance to play them in a 40 minute game. And then you lose if you go home, you go home if you lose. 
uh that's 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 a tough place to be in so i am chalk at the top as well um you know i i i, I don't like like it, it, number one overall seed they they completely they walked through the sec tournament like didn't sweat for a single second in the sec tournament and um and they're they're rolling you know, I, i'm very anti i'm very anti they're rolling through the tournament so they're gonna roll through the, the conference tournament so they're gonna roll through the, the ncaa tournament i'm very anti that but um it is the number one overall seed and like i said i don't think like I'll just I'll just have faith in their big shot makers and Brandon Miller to make buckets down the stretch if they get a close game against a tough team. But I just I don't see a world in which they're down, you know, a dozen or ten points late in that game. And if they're if they're just, you know, the most likely thing is that they're up by twelve to fifteen. But mm-hmm. if it is close, I think um, they'll have the guys to to get it done in a close game in the second round. So I'm chalk there as well bottom half of the bracket oh i guess we can go go ahead and alabama virginia did you say who wins that game uh i did not i have the crimson tide okay um as do i all right bottom half of the bracket the 611 here is nc state baylor the three seed taking on uc santa barbara missouri and utah state is one of those i think that's one of those matchups that will not jump jump off of any casual fans uh page but uh those following the sport closely are are looking forward to that one. That's and then, gonna be a really high energy, high scoring, fun to watch game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Arizona gets Princeton, Princeton who beat Yale in the um in the Ivy League championship game. That was not something that was supposed to happen. Yale, a top eighty Kim Pom team, I think. And like I said before we went on, Princeton won twelve. So that one a little bit of a surprise, but uh Princeton representing the Ivy League in this year's NCAA tournament. Who gets who makes their way to the Sweet Sixteen? I've got Creighton and Arizona. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm sticking with the Blue Jays. I've been on this all season. I like these matchups actually from a Baylor standpoint. If you can just disrupt those guards a little bit, and also for a Creighton team that sometimes struggles to score. I've just been scarred by what I've seen from Baylor defensively. I mm. I have a huge mental hurdle believing that that's going to change against high-level opposition here. Yep. And then, you know, Creighton, Big East tournament didn't go great, but other than that, they've been playing much better. And then, okay, you get your rematch with Arizona. They basically played to a tie the first time. It's difficult to beat a team twice. I know Arizona's playing very well. They're obviously a really good team. Just the existence of Ryan Kalkbrenner makes me feel better about that matchup. They've seen the Twin Towers before, so that's not going to be something new to them. And ultimately, I I just am going to continue to stick with this team until they're actually eliminated from the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I've got Creighton coming out of the top half of this bracket as well. Um, oh, okay. Um. If it would because it's Baylor, I don't have any faith in Baylor. I don't think. Um, now, granted, now they'll make us look silly, and those three guards will have right. 69 combined yep. and they'll win the game. And they'll be but, in the lead eight, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I just don't like Creighton's offense is good enough to 
withstand like a, a a good game from those guards i think and i just don't think that defense is going to let those three guards have what would be <laughs> defined as a good game yep. i think we i think it's far more likely that we look up in their you know their guards kind of are in like the we went 13 of 31 from the field combined kind of thing and they'll score plenty of points and they'll get to the free throw line but like that efficiency won't be good enough that's kind of where i'm coming from in that creighton baylor matchup i wanted to pick missouri in the arizona missouri game i wanted to but I like Missouri is just not good enough defensively uh, for me to look myself in the mirror and, and actually, and actually, and actually pick them to win. Um, it would be fun. I think that's another game that's going to be incredibly high scoring. Those are two top 10 offenses at Kempom, but Arizona, I mean, Arizona's offense defense isn't great either, but it's definitely the better of the two. And I think Arizona is also just the better, the better basketball team. But high tempo Arizona team, two great offenses, and it would be really fun if the final score of that game was like ninety to eighty six. Um, but I think ultimately Tommy Lloyd's team, Tommy Lloyd's team gets it done. And then I'll just keep on rolling. So I also have Creighton in Arizona there. I am with a team that is so dependent on the efficiency of their interior guys in Arizona. Um, now, I say that for a team that's top 15 in the three-point shooting in the country. I understand <laughs> that. But I think we would all agree that the foundation and the nucleus of that offense is Umar Ballo and Azulis Tabellis in in the interior. And um, when you have Ryan Kalkbrenner, I feel pretty good about that. And that combination with, with Creighton's guards and the fact that I think Baylor Shireman going to have a moment in this tournament at some point and all of those things, I'll, I'll pick the blue Jays to make it to the elite eight. Oh my God. Same elite eight then. Gosh, this is so boring. Um, uh, Alabama Creighton, who you got? Alabama. I, Alabama has a big guy for Colt Brenner. I, I don't like this one for Creighton at all. Those guards are going to get smothered by all of Alabama's length. To me, this is the game where Creighton scores 52 points and loses, you know, 70 to 52. And to me, this is the game that by that I have to pick at some point for Alabama to not shoot the ball well. And and this is going to be the game. Wow. And if they don't and if they don't shoot the ball well here, then um like if they don't shoot the ball combined with the way that Creighton plays defense, then they might they, like they're they might really have a stinker here. Um, there have been games throughout the season that I thought, yeah, Alabama, no way that they lose that one, right? No way that they no the way that they do that, right? Um, I mean, Oklahoma seventy sixth ranked offense, forty fifth ranked defense, and they beat this Crimson Tide team by by twenty five and. Creighton is is far better than that. Um, so this is this is where my my thing all year with being being nervous about Alabama's shooting. Um, this is where it comes to comes to fruition. I I'm so mad. Everybody in this bracket should be mad that Creighton is the six seed in this bracket. By the way, I, I didn't say that at the beginning, but everybody in this bracket should be <laughs> mad about that. Um, but Right, top fifteen defense, top thirty offense, and and like I said, I've been on it all year. That at some point, like, can Alabama win the game that they shoot poorly in this tournament? Like, that's that's going to be the question. 
because it might only they it might only be be one that they need to get right. through. And mm-hmm. if it's Creighton, I don't think they get through it. So I'm doing a little bit of 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 predicting that it'll happen at the right time against the right team against Creighton because anybody else in this bracket, like if it happens in the eight nine game, I still think they can win that game. Yeah. Yep. But I think Creighton is good enough that if it happens against Creighton, that that it'll it'll be a real issue. So um I did not think that on March 13th, after your season and your love affair with Creighton, <laughs> that I'd be the one picking Creighton to go to the Final Four. But I can't exactly blame you for picking for picking the Tide. But um, I think like they're going to stumble at some point, and if they pick against the wrong team, then then I think it's going to be going to be an issue. So I've got Creighton in the Final Four. And that's interesting for this bracket in particular because your two and your three seed are both very offensively lopsided. Mm-hmm. To to that point of whoever's coming that elite or yes the elite eight game theoretically is going to be a real challenge for Alabama in that sense because I think you and I are both very confident it's going to be one of those three teams and all three of them right if if you can't hit your shots against Baylor or Arizona they're probably just going to score you know seventy five to eighty points because that's what they do mm-hmm. so that is a that is one of the bigger hurdles Alabama's going to have to get through because they should be fine to that point. I don't mm-hmm. think Virginia Virginia can't score enough points. The 8-9 can't score enough points. But the bottom of that bracket has some real offensive firepower. All right, new game that I'm springing on you right oh, this boy. second. You have to pick a seed that's, long, that's deeper than the sixth seed to win this region. Which one would you pick? Ooh. Give me Missouri's offense. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'll go with Maryland. Okay. <laughs> 12 and 12 team. There are stretches this year where they looked really, really good, um, especially early earlier in the season. Um, I'll go with Maryland. Good coaching, and they have guys that are offensively gifted enough that I think they have the right three-week stretch that they, that they could – possibly piece something together but so i'll pick maryland all righty we'll we'll go sideways across the bracket to the midwest number one seed here is houston we talked briefly about the eight nine matchup but that's iowa and auburn there your two seed in the midwest is a texas team that will get the toothpaste in the first round (laughs) xavier is your three and the indiana hoosiers the fighting mike woodson's the battling trace jackson davis's (laughs) the jockeying jalen hood shafino's are the number four seed in the midwest thoughts before we hop in to our sweet 16s texas a&m just needs to start scheduling better in non-conference apparently because evidently whatever they do in the sec just isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were definitively the second best team in the conference. And just ended up a seven seed. Mm. They were, uh, that was one of the most surprising things in the bracket to me. And then, yeah, the other thing that stood out to me immediately when I saw this eight, nine was, well, <laughs> you get Iowa on the wrong day or you get Auburn on the wrong day for kind of different reasons, but still those guards. You could be in real trouble if you're Houston, especially if, right, we don't know exactly what the situation with Marcus Sasser is. I'm mm-hmm. operating under the assumption 
that Marcus Sasser could have played that game and that Mm -hmm. because it was the AAC tournament championship that just paled in comparison to obviously what's next. Uh There was no way he was ever going to play because there was just no need. That game wasn't going to hurt you. And so I'm operating under the assumption that he is not a hundred percent, obviously, but fine. Uh And, is going and to another be there. four days would even further right. solidify that. Right. So that's that's the big question here. But I also had the, the exact same thought about Iowa, which is, well, you never know what you're going to get from them, but you get them on the wrong day. You're in big trouble if you're Houston. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton here. It, like I'd be, I'd be like the the biggest thing is Texas A and M. Like not only did they get a seven seed, they got Penn State. Yeah, that too. <laughs> in the ten, like that really, that really kind of blows as well. Um, that's a Penn State team that will be the darling of the. Oh my gosh, they had a great conference tournament. Let's pick them to go to the Sweet Sixteen and up and upset Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Um, and. And but if nothing else, I think Mike Shrewsbury and that team. I mean, like you've got a guy in Jalen Pickett that can absolutely be the best player on that floor. Um, you've got dangerous three point shooters. You've got guys that seem to always be in their bag for that Penn State team, and and that run to the Big Ten, the Big Ten final will will make them. Uh, they're they're sitting there in the ten seed, batting their eyelashes at everybody, and uh, there will be pl- plenty of people who who take who take the bait um the other thing i'll throw out here is that iowa state getting getting mississippi state or pit specifically getting pit i think would be really really fun um that's a that's a good pit team and a pit team that not all that long ago was was not supposed to be an 11 seed just barely making it into the tournament um and i think one that's that would be a tough matchup there for iowa state if 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 they're able to get through mississippi state in Dayton. Okay, top half of the bracket here. Houston is the one seed. You got that Iowa Auburn 8 9 matchup. Miami versus Drake in the 5 12. And then Kent State will take on the Indiana Hoosiers, who makes it to the Sweet 16. I'm going chalk again, Indiana Houston. I do have okay. Drake beating Miami. Always, okay. always go to bat for the Drake Bulldogs. Okay. <laughs> I ultimately Houston's going to have enough. They're going to frustrate Iowa and Indiana. I'm just not scared of anybody in that vicinity. Indiana is better than all of them for the questions we have about the Hoosiers. I, I see some potential roadblocks, but I don't see any that I think are going to be too problematic. That's the way I'll put it for those two teams. So I've got the one and four seats going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Um, Houston is just like you said. I think it's I think it's a good observation that Marcus Sasser probably able to play that game if he absolutely needed to play that game. And so now we'll, we'll be pushing a week since he had played basketball. By the time we we get to you know Thursday or Friday, do we know when these games are yet? Yes. Is it on Thursday or Friday? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but the schedule and the times are out. Okay. Well, maybe I'll look here in a second. But, <laughs> um, and and if that's the case, they're just better than all of these teams. And and Indiana should beat all of those other teams. Um, 
I think there's part of me that's like Joshua, you you idiot. There's only one Big tw- Big Ten team here that has like. Why are you picking the Big Ten team? Don't pick the Big Ten. Team. <laughs> but um, Trace Jackson Davis gives Indiana such a high floor, and specifically, and and, and is a guy that I, I think Indiana and watch they'll lose now. But I think Indiana is relatively upset proof in the first round. I just don't think like Zach Eady is high on that list. Virginia is high on that list. And I don't think Kent State really understands how good Trace Jackson Davis is. Sure. Like th- mm-hmm. they'll learn pretty quick, but he'll yep. like kind of like it feels like he'll stumble his way to 22 and nine. Like it's impressive. Um, I mean, what, we watched him do it in the second half against who is that we were watching them play? Maryland? Was it Maryland we were watching yes. them play? Right. Because Penn State beat, beat Indiana. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yes. Um, and and he you know not a great like not a not an elite first half and then he was just all over the place in the second half and really 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 spectacular player um, and I just kind of think Indiana is the type of team that Miami doesn't want to play they're kind of they're 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 tough yep. um, Jalen Hutchinson I think will that's the type of backcourt Jalen Hutchinson can have a good game against Nigel Pack and and Isaiah Wong not exactly known for their defensive prowess and. Um, and they're tough nosed in in the interior, so I'll go with Indiana in that potential five four matchup there to get chalk um, heading into the Sweet Sixteen. Houston versus Indiana, who gets it? Houston. This is where go Cougars. In, Indiana's ceiling just not quite high enough to mm. deal with everything that Houston team's going to throw at them. Mm. 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 Okay, bottom half of the bracket. I've got Houston as well. Bottom half of the bracket. Yeah, because you know I'm not picking Indiana to go to the Elite Eight. I don't feel great about picking them to go to the Sweet 16. Um, in the bottom half of the bracket, Iowa State in the uh, takes on the winner of Mississippi State and Pitt and Dayton. Xavier gets Kennesaw State, Texas A&M, Penn State. We've talked about in Texas, them pearly whites are going to look so good after they beat the, brain, the breaks off of Colgate in the first <laughs> round. Um who who gets to the Sweet 16 in the bottom half of the Midwest? The Big 12 teams. The Big 12 teams? The Big 12 teams. There is nobody that scares me if I'm Texas. I would love to see that matchup with Penn State. Big fan of uh-huh. that game. Don't like yep. Penn State chances of winning it, but mm-hmm. big fan of that game. And mm-hmm. here's my theory. This is one of those things that's probably just going to be wrong, but I can logically talk myself into it. Mm-hmm. That Xavier team just sometimes has stinkers for one of the best offensive teams in the country, right? It's never that their offense is bad. Their mm-hmm. offense is either good, really good, or atrocious. Uh-huh. Iowa State's the kind of team that can give Xavier an atrocious offensive game. Mm. At which point, Xavier's defense is bad enough that Iowa State can score the points they need to win. That's how I'm justifying that one. And then Iowa State's going to play Texas again, and I I don't like the upsets in the conference, you know, third, fourth meeting of the season kind of thing. Texas is the better team. Give me the Longhorns. Uh, this is the first, this is the first place that I go, that I go off the beaten path okay. with my, with my picks. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out on, on Iowa State's ability to win, to score enough points. I'm just out. Um, they're going to lose to Pitt in the first round. Okay. Of this tournament. Uh, and then Pitt is going to go on to beat Xavier because Xavier's <laughs> going to have that stinker in the second round. And then Pitt is going to go all the way to 
the Sweet 16, well, where they will run into a superior in every way Texas team, and Texas will go to the Elite Eight. So we have there the same go. path. We just have a different different opinion on who went to the first round game. Yes. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, and I don't know, like, like we just kind of went from, and, and maybe we were never really there. I mean, we were there until like January 10th, and then pretty consistently Iowa State didn't score enough points to beat the other team. Mostly because the other team scored more points, but also because Iowa State made it easy, easier for the other team to score more points than them because they didn't do a great job scoring enough points. Um, I, I like I, I don't put a ton of stock into them beating Baylor twice in a five day span just because like and and Pitt's defense isn't isn't spectacular, but um somewhere I gotta go different. I'm very anti this, but like I just I have a like I like if like either either Iowa State's gonna win this game, maybe I should just pick Xavier. Maybe I should stop thinking so hard, but it's so <laughs> boring to go chalk all the time. Um but I also just kind of think there's like, yes, it's a big 12 team. Yes, Iowa State would be better pretty much anywhere else. Not pretty much. They would be better anywhere else from a record from a record standpoint. But um, you know what? I talked myself out of it. I still think Iowa State's going to lose in the first round. I will I, I will hold on to that. Um, but I'm going to pick Xavier. Stop that, Joshua. Um, <laughs> Xavier will beat whatever whatever offensive-minded team that they play in the first round. And um, and they'll play Texas in the Sweet 16, but then they will run into a superior team in the in the Longhorn. So we get to the same place either way: Texas and Houston in the Elite Eight. All right, who's your winner? Texas. Texas. That's my winner too. I'm scared of Texas if I'm Houston. One hundred percent. Maybe scared is not the right word, but like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about Texas. That is the kind of game that Houston has consistently lost in the NCAA tournament, right? This is the mm-hmm. other reason I'm more than happy to just kind of throw Houston into the Elite Eight. They don't lose games they're not supposed to. Generally, but then they, but then they go up against the teams that have the ability to play with them, player for player, mm-hmm. and that is where they have. Not lost every time, but have struggled. And they've, you know, right? Elite eights, Final Fours, that kind of thing. Texas is that kind of team. And until Houston can actually win those last couple games to get themselves to a championship, I'll I'll take the Big 12 team that's playing quite well right now. Um, I'd just like to go on the record saying that I don't have any doubts about Houston's abilities to win NCAA tournament games, regardless of where they are. Maybe once we get to the final four, but like, I just like to go on record that, that <laughs> hi, hello. Um, I, 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 I don't have any qualms about that, sir, 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 Samson, just, just, just the, sir, Sasser. Um, but, but I think you're right. I think, I think generally you're right. Um, that at some point Houston runs into a team that, you can argue on paper is supposed to beat them. And that's typically where if they're going to fall short and they have by definition in every tournament, you know, anytime recently. Right. Um, and under, under Kelvin Sampson, that's when they fall short is when and- they, they come into a team that like falling short is, is of course a relative term right. against the number two seed and a Texas team that 
that there will be plenty of people would argue are just is just better than Houston. Um, so falling short just by the definition that 67 teams in this tournament are going to by definition fall short. Um, but and get and, and it happening in the elite eight is nothing to be nothing to be upset about. But um, I would agree that I think that's where they will quote unquote fall short. Right. I don't even intend it as some kind of backhanded compliment. They do such a good job winning the games they're supposed to that the and they're so good. The question is, can they win a national championship? Right. Mm-hmm. Most teams were not having this conversation about. So you don't have to have a discussion about whether an elite eight, a final four is a disappointment because mm-hmm. it's not. But that's the level Houston has gotten to. And so that's a right. It's the highest compliment that we're having a different conversation. And that's all mm-hmm. I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about Houston. Um, I would like to just point out just for fun that Houston and Memphis have uh, are deadlocked in their point differential this year across <laughs> their three games. Um, I just like to point that out. Shouts to the Memphis tool, I guess, and we'll get to them in, in the bracket here, here in just a moment. But um, so we've got, both got Texas. So just to, just to recap so far out of the East, we uh, Josh has Alabama in the final four. I have Creighton and we both have Texas coming out of, the Midwest. All right, let's go to the East. Let's go to the bottom left corner of the bracket. This is the Purdue bracket. Marquette, congratulations. One of the best seasons in program history. Shaka Smart, all hail. Um, <laughs> Big East regular season champs. You know, so on. Uh, Big, East, Big East conference tournament champs. Like, um, congratulations. You get Vermont in the first round <laughs> as the 15th seed. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, I, I don't actually expect them to lose that game, but that is a 15 seed that like they will think about way harder than any other team is like, like you think Ohio state thought about oral Roberts as much as Marquette's going to think about Vermont. No shot. Um, the eight, nine is Memphis and FAU. We got a Kentucky Providence in the six eleven. plenty to talk about here. We got, I feel like Michigan state and USC would just like play this kind of seven ten every oh, year yeah. at this point. Oh yeah. You know I mean, this is a very seven, <laughs> this is a very Michigan state and USC like first round yep. first. And it'll be like, and like one of these teams is going to have to lose. And both of these teams have, have coaches that are like, like infield in particular. And then like, there are some people who are like, you know, Tom Izzo is like low key washed in March at this point. And so like, there will be some sort of like sweeping declaration about one of those coaches, whoever loses that game. Um, because both of those coaches are kind of right. You had a USC team that got to the, I think that right. The elite eight. That sounds right. Yeah. With, I think the, so. with that Evelyn Mobley team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gonzaga is who they ran into that year in the elite eight. Um, but one of the, you know, it's uh, Andy Enfield, Andy Enfield, or it's uh, Tom Izzo. There he goes again. Supposedly the guy, you know, it's, you know, January, February, Izzo, April. Stop it. Um, that is silly. That that one that one is silly. You can't you can't one one championship in twenty years. We can't be talking about. We can't be we can't be replacing March with the name. And that's April. why it's March, not April. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not like his March performance has blown me out of the water either. Anyway, no, but there. I um, mean, the amount of Final Fours that they got to in that stretch was pretty remarkable. I suppose if you're really excited about semifinals, that's a well, that's, you, that's the whole point guess. of why it's March, not April. They didn't win the April games. They won the ones in March. I suppose. I suppose. Either way, the point being is that both of these teams are 
unbelievably uninspiring in my opinion and one of them will have a coach that some that there will be a narrative pushed about them regardless of who loses uh what say you about the rest of this bracket there are some very interesting teams in here i think this is the most intriguing one for me and from a matchup i want to save the matchups for later but Right. You got a Marquette team that's never been in this position before. You got a Kansas State team as your three seed that's never been in this position before. You got Kentucky there as your six, playing much better. Also not inspiring a lot of confidence that they're headed to the Final Four or anything like that. And then you got Duke, who's just <laughs> steamrolling the ACC at this point. You got Tennessee, who nobody thinks is even going to get out of the first round at this point. You got an interesting Memphis team, an interesting FAU team, and then Purdue, who always is going to, speaking of commentaries on coaches, every single season is a referendum on Matt Painter. This is just a fascinating bracket to me. Fascinating bracket with a lot of, with like, let's get through the first round with the right winners. That would be what I say. Sure. TBH. Mm -hmm. Like Kentucky Providence, I'm intrigued by, but I also think like lots of people are going to talk themselves into Louisiana. And then I just kind of think, Tennessee's going to win that game. I'm picking Tennessee um, for that very reason. <laughs> um, the Memphis FAU game is is super interesting, but like this could be either like the world is falling apart, or we have a bunch of like like for some you need to go further than others for the world to not be falling apart. You know what I mean? Like like if if Kansas State gets to the round of thirty two and then loses to Kentucky or something like like the world's not falling apart, but if like Kentucky loses in the first round, then it's like, Oh my gosh, Calipari. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Where, you know, what's, yep. what's going on there. I mean, I feel like Matt, poor Matt Painter has probably got to win this region for it to not be this guy's falling for Matt Painter. Oh yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Yep. Um, but perhaps this year, the first time it's actually reasonable to expect to have those expectations for Purdue. Um, and you have a Purdue team that was not ranked inside the top 25, by the way. I mean, <laughs> we'll forget that if Purdue loses before the Final Four. Yep. But but just just an FYI, that's not a team <laughs> that was supposed to be all that good. Did you see what Zach Eady tweeted? No, what did he tweet? <laughs> I think what I saw was he quote tweeted some, you know, the school's tweet or somebody's tweet about them winning the conference tournament and the regular season championship. Uh -huh. <laughs> he said, rebuilding year. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. He's so fun. <laughs> He's so, he's so, he's so like, like his trash talk is exactly what I would expect yes. from Zach Eady. You know what I mean? And like, you never question for a single second, like that he's just a decent dude, but he also is very, very well aware of how people talk about Purdue and what Purdue was supposed to be. And he's not about to let anybody forget right. that he understands. <laughs> right. Um, so, so that's, um, that's incredibly that's incredibly fun. Okay, top half of the bracket: Purdue, Memphis, and I, I will say real quick, um, I'm I'm upset that I didn't make Kendrick Davis my Dante DiVincenzo Award winner. Mm. I feel like that's a swing and a miss on my part. He had 31 in the title game. I this is my former first team All America guy who, like, I still think had a season that would have been worthy of it if he was just kind of on a better team. Um, and that was the fundamental flaw with my pick way back before the season started that Memphis would need to be really, really special to like, like they needed to be Houston basically to, to have a guy be a first team all America or have him, you know, average 28. And that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, 
Purdue, excuse me, Memphis plays Florida Atlantic. This is the Duke Oral Roberts 512, Tennessee, and Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns. Um, who makes it to the Sweet 16? Purdue and Duke. Duke. I would have loved, I was coming into the tournament ready to pick Oral Roberts, considering getting over Oral Roberts to the Sweet 16 again. And then their name came up to Duke, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you get Tennessee, theoretically, in the second round. A Tennessee team, again, without Sakai Ziegler. There might not be a team that I am more confident reaches the Sweet 16 than Duke in the entire Don't bracket. Say, stop saying stuff like that out loud. <laughs> now they're going to lose to Oral Roberts. Thanks, Josh. Or Josh has some secret bracket that he actually thinks has a chance to like be competitive <laughs> in the bracket challenge. And that one has Oral Roberts on it. So he came onto this podcast and said silly things like Duke is going to walk to the Sweet 16. Are you crazy? I was going to pick Duke to go to the Sweet 16. I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore. I might just, I might just, I might just foil you. I might just foil the heck out of you now. I might just take Oral Roberts, and now you're Oral Roberts to the Sweet 16 (laughs) because a wash. You're not getting any bonus points for that. Maybe it was a double reverse psychology or whatever it is. Yeah. Is double reverse psychology kind of like not not? Is that or is that just or is it right or is it multiplying? I think it's more like not not. The idea being, I wanted you to freak out about Duke, so my secret bracket actually has Duke winning the national championship. Uh Yeah. I have Duke going Sweet 16 too. Um, Purdue and Duke who wins. Duke. Wow. Here's, here's where the matchup thing gets really. I feel bad for Purdue because I was just sitting there looking at this going, well, who better to guard Zach Eady than the two seven footers who are headed to the NBA? I mean, one of those two seven footers, Cal Filipowski is not. I mean, like he, just because he's seven feet right. tall, I guess he's up he, high he, up on the list. Can, but like, exactly. it's Derek Lively yes. that you're actually like, okay, that's probably number one on the list. Correct of guys most most equipped to guard Zach Eady. That's a fun game. How have we not played that game? <laughs> How have we not played the the starting five of the all guard Zach Eady team? Yeah, I, I, Lively certainly on it. Filipowski might be on it too, just because he's seven feet. Right, not that he's I going. To... Of, I can't think of a ton of other guys that I like have any faith in. Betty, I think Betty Yako falls into that category. We did talk about that a little bit. Perhaps that that's part of this, right? I'm with you that Filipowski is not exactly built to handle that, but then again, nobody is. It's going to be a lively assignment. But yeah. if you're gonna, that's about as good as it's going to get. And then, of course, you have this Duke team that's playing really well and kind of figuring out who they are. They're finally healthy. Their record when actually healthy is really, really good, which is the other reason I'm not... To me, this is not just about the ACC tournament. This is about what this team has done all season when all the pieces are there. And then the other thing I'll throw out here as we get to the bottom of this bracket, (laughs) if Purdue gets past this game and Marquette gets to the Elite Eight, all I could think about when I was watching the Big Ten tournament was if I am Shaka Smart, we're bringing chaos back in that game. Full court press, forty-eight minutes. Purdue for 48 whatever minutes. Nice. Where'd you get the yes. other eight? They're gonna put. They're gonna play the other eight. That's correct. Yeah. That's how hard. Jeez. That's how hard Marquette's gonna press. They're gonna press for forty-eight minutes in forty minutes. Figure that out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Forty minutes. Sorry. I, I don't care that they don't do it anymore. I don't care that they don't practice it all that much. 
you have got to somebody is going to look at this and just go, we're going to press Purdue because they don't know what they're doing. It is stunning. And you and I were talking about this this weekend. And then they almost blew the Penn State game for the exact same reason. Right. And you I know, you know, Shaka's team is ready to do that. I don't understand why you don't do it for like, why doesn't anybody just do it for the whole second half? Like I get like, maybe if you're a team that doesn't want to do it for 40 minutes, sure. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but like, you can't tell me at this point in the season that your guys aren't in the shape to play press for 20 straight minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like, I'm a little surprised that nobody has done that yet. Because, like, it's a little like, you know, you watch a team on, and I get there's a balance. Like, like it's like a team that actually makes the aggressive moves at the end of a soccer game. And so they actually get good looks on, like, on the goal when, mm-hmm. like, they haven't gotten anything right. for the first 88 minutes of the match. Why weren't and, like, you doing get, that? Right, yeah. I get there's a balance, and I get that like it's all officially, hey, we have to score a goal now, screw whatever's happening on the other end of the field. Like, I get it, but like sometimes it's just like, okay, if you just like kind of mixed in like 25% of that aggression, maybe you got a better look sometime mm-hmm. before the 88-minute mark. Um, and I kind of feel like that with, with the Purdue, because they look, they look like they've never seen a press before every time they get pressed. Yep. And, and you and I were talking about it that, you know, it's like they, they've tried to be so calculated with breaking it that they forget to just use common sense, right? Like, like maybe you're supposed to go to the corner to catch the inbound pass, but also like if there's plenty of space like right there in the middle, just like pass it to him right there in the middle. And, and you're and, supposed to look for the, you know, the, the pass back because that yep. guy's helpful. But like if there's nobody between you and the half court line, just dribble it across half court. Like, or at least like, check. To make sure, because right. that's what happened in the Penn State game. That bucket that really allowed Penn State to get back and actually make it very interesting at the end was, right, I think it was Ethan Morton caught the inbounds pass in the corner and then sent mm. it back to the inbounder. No, no, Ethan Morton was the inbounder. I don't remember who caught the pass, but they passed it back to Ethan Morton, if I remember correctly. And it got cut off because Penn State had blitzed uh-huh. the, to stop that pass from coming. And so he threw the pass and the pass went, I don't, I remember, I don't remember if it was Pickett or somebody else, but it went right to a Penn State player. And then mm, they got, passed it and got, it got the bucket. It got picked, picked. off. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember if it was him or not. But exactly. There, there's. Mm. It's almost like there's there's a plan to break the press. And if that plan doesn't actually work, there is no way to adjust. So, uh, yeah, if I'm Shaka, it's havoc time. And the other Maybe, part of this. Like, go ahead. What's the easiest way to stop Zach Eady? Stop him from getting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe it's not even like maybe it's not even like every second of like the game, yeah. but it's like you know what? Coming out of the under sixteen of the first half, we're just gonna press until the under twelve, right? And mm-hmm. like, and and that's even more effective maybe in the the under the under sixteen of the second half because then you get Painter to like bl- burn a timeout, and then late in the game he doesn't have that timeout to burn because they can't get the ball in again. Or Braden Smith catches it and stands in the corner at five ten again, and and then they have one less they have one less timeout to work with. I can't believe you just talked me out of Purdue. I can't believe it. 
but I'm rocking with Matt Painter. I'm doing it. I uh, like okay. I I've been it's a point of pride at this point. Everybody <laughs> everybody it. acts like they have an affection for Matt Painter and then it gets time to put the to put the pedal to the metal and um to put the chalk on the chalkboard and put the name in the bracket and nobody does it and I'm here for you Matt Painter. I'm here for you. I'm your security blanket. I will continue to believe in you. And um I just think that like we've been watching teams that have gotten to play Zach Eady twice for the last like three weeks. Fair point. If and not three like, times. like, like, and, and like, we talk about how a lot about how Purdue can't break the press, but like, what do they keep doing with three minutes left in the game? They keep being up by twelve, right? Like, they keep they keep being in the in the in the situation where, like, yeah, they look atrocious against the press, but still find a way to win because they're just better for the first thirty five minutes of the game, and. I think there's something to be said for a bunch of teams that haven't played Zach Eady yet. I think there's something to be said for that. And and maybe I'm just wrong, and maybe it'll be Memphis and all of their athletes who press the entire game. And and Purdue you know, has a, a, a round of 32 exit. But it's not going to be me who predicts it. It's I not going to be me who predicts it. I wouldn't have, I would have Purdue in the Elite Eight and possibly the Final Four if Duke wasn't that team in their side of the bracket. Fair. To me, it's as much about it's not about lack of confidence in Purdue as much as it is Duke is the kind of team that can beat Purdue. And one we're not, we're not going to get four one seeds in the Final Four because mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm not. This is nothing about that painter. This is I want no part of that Duke team that somehow ended up as a five seed, not a four seed. Not that it would have made a difference because you would have had to play them in the Sweet Sixteen anyway. But mm-hmm. this Duke thing is real. This is not just playing good basketball for a few weeks heading into the tournament. And the Purdue thing is real and it's yes. been real for longer than it's than Dukes has been real. Um, so I like I'm not going to be the team. I'm not going to I'm not going to be the person to pick against Matt Painter because I'm going to be on the on the team uh, that picked Matt Painter to go to the final four when he went to the final. <laughs> four. So Purdue's going to the final four in my bracket. You know, there's a there's a there's a great there's a there's a golf media member who says like Roy McIlroy might at one point win the Masters, but I'm not going to be one of the people who predicts them to do it. Like he just said, I'm out on Roy. I'm predicting that Roy McIlroy will win a Masters, regardless of how good he looks heading into it. Um, this is the opposite here for me. I when Matt Painter makes it to a Final Four, I will have picked him to go to the Final Four. So here we are. I'm picking Purdue to go to the Final Four. And I have Marquette. You have to have Marquette. Yeah, yes, I have Marquette beating Marquette. Kansas State, and then Marquette beating Duke to go to the Final Four. Fair enough. That would be so fun. That team is so fun to watch. <laughs> All right. I am sad we're not going to – we would need to get to the national championship game to get Jalen Pickett and Tyler Colk in the same game. That is very sad. Yep. Um, All righty. In the West, Kansas is the number one seed, UCLA the two. What say you about this bracket? What in the world is the committee's problem with Kansas? That's what I have to say. Not only did they put Kansas as the number three seed, taking them out of the Midwest region, which is a huge deal for a Houston team that got destroyed by a eight seed in the conference tournament championship game. The explanation given on the selection show, unless I missed something, was basically, which is possible, I was so angry I wasn't paying super close attention, admittedly, was basically, look, Marcus Asser didn't play. And they've been very consistent this season. They don't get blown out. I would hope not you're playing in the ACC. 
AAC, sorry, not ACC. I would hope the Temple doesn't blow you out, you know? And yes, they look, they played Alabama close. They played Virginia, obviously beat Virginia. Houston's very good. We don't need to go over that again. Nowhere in there was, and, and talking about, you know, okay, so Bill Self not being there for the Big 12 tournament, that got taken into consideration. Nowhere in that conversation, unless I missed something, was there a conversation about Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller didn't play in that Texas game. Kevin McCuller is not only one of Kansas's most important players. Kevin McCuller is not only their best perimeter defender. He's also one of the, you know, the seven, eight players they actually use. Mm-hmm. Not having him is a big deal and not having a body is a big deal because then what happened? You went back to Kansas where nobody is scoring and Jalen Wilson scores an empty 30 and they lose. Mm-hmm. So that didn't get, they didn't get any kind of grace for that. But for some reason, it's okay for Houston to get blown out by Memphis after right. They nearly lost to him twice already. Mm-hmm. If you, I've got no issue saying Kansas isn't the number, number one overall seed. How they're not two, I don't know. And it is a big deal because that took them out of their home region. I got no explanation for it. And then, not only that, what's your reward? Oh, just two teams that could make it to the Elite Eight in your 8-9 matchup. That's to me, tough. the biggest losers in, loser in this bracket, hands down, is Kansas. That's your reward for having the most quad one wins in the country and winning the best conference in the country. Congratulations. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with all you just said. Can I retweet it? Is that okay? Sure. I just hit the retweet button. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um. I'm going to keep a buck with you. I like, I don't especially care what Kansas road is. Don't especially care. I think they're just going to, I think they're going to make it through whatever their road is. So you can throw whatever you want to at them. Do it. Do whatever you want. I don't, know, I don't even, I don't even care, Josh. What, even hap- care. what happens if I throw Purdue in there? Stop that. <laughs> I, that's not, that's not a moral dilemma. I have to come in contact with right now. Stop it. That is stop correct. It, stop it, stop it. Um, okay. Let's get into some, Let's get into some picks here. Some pecs. Top of the bracket, Kansas. They get a gauntlet game against Howard in the first round. Um, Arkansas and Illinois, the 8-9. St. Mary's and VCU, the 5-12. UConn and the Fighting Rick Patinos, his last what a game. chance. His last chance to resume build before he hops ship to go somewhere. But it's definitely not Iona. Um, and he's probably getting a... a- uh, early start on the Big East prep for next season. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Rick Pitino in the Big East. What a what a slate of coaches the Big East is putting together. Um, <laughs> what say you about the top half? Kansas, UConn. The Sweet 16. Yeah, I feel like that's just the right answer. Right? Look, if Arkansas somehow gets out of those first two games, 100% can make it to the Elite Eight, can make it to the Final Four. I'm just to a point where they haven't done enough for me to go out there and say they're going to beat Kansas. Yeah. And I was really excited to be all high on them going after yes. the SEC tournament. I just like, eh. yeah, exactly. And then yeah. UConn is just simply better than the other teams in that quadrant. So give me the Huskies. Yeah. I went very like, let's go next Smith. Let's go next Smith. Um, <laughs> trivia time. How many more shots did he take than points in their uh, quarterfinal <laughs> loss to Texas A&M? Five. 
four. He was six of twenty for sixteen points. Yeah, that's tough. With a with a four to five assist to turnover ratio. That's tough. It's tough. Shouts to my boy RC four, who I'm a little salty is coming off the bench and is now just like one of seven and playing nineteen minutes. I feel like that's a little bit disrespectful. Just a little bit. And it's not working. Yeah. I'm a little upset about it. But yes, I think that UConn and Kansas make it to the Sweet 16. Who goes to the Elite Eight? Kansas. Okay. I, That's also the right answer. I really tried to talk myself into UConn. Couldn't do no, it. No, you didn't. Stop it. I no, tried. I tried. Did you Did you try to talk yourself into him just because you hate Kansas and all that they stand for? Like if that was just any other team, that's clearly the best team in this bracket. Would you have? Would you? No, it, tried it's to just talk this thing with UConn that you watch them and you just go, "My goodness, that's a Final Four team!" And then they just do. You, do you still watch them and see and think that? I'm not. I sure mean, I, I did it last year that. too. <laughs> Fair. Okay. They're just so right. I mean, you got the size on the interior. You've got Jordan Hawkins. They are so long, so physical, so athletic. They just. I, I, that's why I picked them to win the Big East tournament, and then they went toe to toe with Marquette, and they lost. Now, they very well may have won it had they beaten Marquette, but they mm-hmm. didn't. So I'm kind of I've cooled on them enough where I couldn't rationalize going deeper than the Sweet Sixteen where they're supposed to be. And yes, it, it's still it's still Kansas, and Kansas is just better at winning NCAA tournament games than most teams. Because by the way, Bobby Hurley, not Bobby, Dan Hurley needs to win some this season. He, they are one of the teams that need, not that they need to go to the elite eight or anything, but at some point this needs to translate to success in March. I mean, isn't this year one of them actually having an advantageous like positioning? They were a five seed last year, weren't they? Were they? I don't They're remember. Almost that. They lost in the first round in New Mexico State. All right, then never mind. I also just didn't think last year's team was that good, so I kind of like. <laughs> I just like didn't I didn't really I don't I don't have an especial uh memory of that. Talk about what a fall from grace from New Mexico State. Can we talk yeah. about that for a second? Mm-hmm. They went from beating UConn in the first round of the NCAA tournament to just having their program just all all systems grinding to a screeching old. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um yeah, okay. I agree with that more than I thought I did. But I also, yeah, we're still, what is this, year four of Hurley? Year, year four? Something year like five? that. Year five of Hurley. But definitely year two of advantageous yes. NCAA tournaments position. Yes. yes. They were the seven seed in the first round. They have not, he, I don't think he's won a game in the tournament yet, though. There you go. I think that is correct. Yes, because they, they did not make the tournament years one and two. Um. And they had a first round exit as a seven seed to ten seed Maryland that year. A Maryland team that was better than that's a seventeen and fourteen team that was a thirty five that was thirty fifth at Kim Palm. Eric Ayala, Darren Marcel, a oh, young yeah, Dante the guard Scott, team. yeah, yeah, a yeah. young Dante Scott, mm-hmm. Aaron Wiggins. Yep, that was a good basketball team. All right, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> Okay, um, but I've got Kansas going on that side of the bracket as well. Okay, bottom half, t- TCU gets the winner of Arizona State. Talking about the other Bobby Hurley. 
um, Arizona State, the other Bobby Hurley, the other Hurley. There's only one Bobby Hurley. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Grand Canyon. That's a fun one. Yeah. Northwestern and Boise State in the seven ten. Talk about a Boise State team that I've probably thought about about twice all season. It's just like you know, pl- plotting away, winning the tournament. There we go. Uh, UCLA and UNC Asheville. Let's see. Not just about that two fifteen matchup. The entire bottom. <laughs> Let me give you five minutes on UNC yeah, Asheville. Don't. I will turn off your microphone. <laughs> I have the power. I will turn it off. I got Gonzaga UCLA. I am very sad about this Geo and Clark injury. Now they haven't me ruled too. them out. The school hasn't ruled them out. Everybody else is saying he's not playing. Uh-huh. But as far as I know, at least heading into the end of the Pac-12 tournament, he was done for the tournament, but they had not ruled him out for the NCAA tournament. That's a big deal. Again, there, there are injuries at the top of these brackets for some of the, mo- the title favorites that are really interesting that you don't usually have these kind of conversations. Whether it's Kevin McCuller, Marcus Sasser, Jalen Clark, you can go down the list. Mm-hmm. So I hope he's healthy just because they... They were fine without him. They're not the same team. And as much as I love TCU, Gonzaga is rolling. It's happening. <laughs> so that's my Sweet 16 matchup there. Yeah, that's where I that's where I end up as well. Um, there's, a, there's a small part of me that thinks that this is just the year for Gonzaga. Just a small part of me. I feel like 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 for this that very much in the in the not a ton of reason why other than nobody expects them to. <laughs> exactly. Which just kind of feels like we're going to look up. It's like, oh, right. Drew Temme, still a college basketball player. Right. Forgot about that. Um, and, and and that they just kind of sneak their way. You know, I expect them to be in the Elite Eight. I think Gonzaga is going to beat UCLA in the Sweet 16 and set up a Kansas-Gonzaga matchup in the Elite Eight because of the unfortunate circumstances that UCLA finds themselves in. I also think it just is they haven't they haven't announced it yet because like they don't have to announce it yet. Right. Right. I mean like right. at some point it's gonna be like, yeah, that guy's not playing in a game and that guy's not playing in another game and he's not getting any better and then he just will have not played in the NCAA tournament. But at this point, why like you might as well have to you might as well keep your opponent guessing exactly when it comes to to game planning so yeah i i don't think it's much more than that no i don't yeah i don't either i'm operating under the assumption that autumn don't autumn bona is going to be back and jalen clark is not going to play that's my yeah. guess yeah yeah that game that game is the one though that i would really especially if clark somehow is able to play but even if he's not that's one of them i look at and go that would be a lot of fun to get that rematch yep 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 all right. Do you have Gonzaga in Kansas? Yep. Who you got? Gonzaga. My boy. My boy. I'm picking I, Kansas. This is where, okay, they don't have the size to, to deal with Drew Timmy. This is where if Kevin McCuller is injured slash not 100%, if they have a bad game from role, you know, the supporting cast, and also Gonzaga can just drop 90 on you. As we've talked about before, mm-hmm. I there's something I, I'm all in on this theory that nobody's paying attention to Gonzaga, so this is the season. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Eight at Kempom, the number one offense in the country. 
Um, they haven't lost since February 4th. Absolute gauntlet, two-game West Coast Conference Tournament. Just a gauntlet. Just absolute gauntlet. They beat San Francisco by 11. They beat the breaks off of St. Mary's. Yep. 77 to 51. I um I like that. I, I'm I'm a bigger fan of your pick than I am mine. <laughs> but I'm kind of I've kind of planted my flag in this Kansas most most uh in, in best position team to repeat in a in a in a in a minute. Um and so I feel like I have to stick with that. So I've got Kansas in the final four. An hour and eight minutes later, here's our final four. Creighton, my my final four. Creighton and Purdue on the left side of the final four. Texas and Kansas in. Can we just get four? Can we get four Big Twelve teams into this? We could get Baylor from the from the east yeah. from the south. Excuse Texas, me. Kansas, and then is there anybody in the east? Uh, no, there's no. not a single Big Twelve team in the east. How does that happen? No, 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 there is. Kansas State. Oh, you're right. I don't think Kansas State is making it. Never mind. I can't get them there. The answer to your Sorry. question is yes. I can't get them there. Sorry. I also don't think Baylor's getting there, so screw it. So we could go we could go Texas, Kansas on one side of the bracket and and Baylor and Kansas State on the other side. Yep. Wait, we didn't play our game. Back to the Midwest. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> a team greater than a six seed that you'll pick to go to the final four. Greater than a six seed, man. Slim Pickens in this in this <laughs> Slim Pickens over here. Texas A and M just disrespected. That team is mm-hmm. better than a seven seed. Yeah, I think that's probably the correct answer. You don't think the f- fighting Fran McCathers will just shoot like fifty percent from three I for three straight games? Consideration too. Shoot, yeah. I would be so mad. I might stop watching college basketball if the if that bracket lets Iowa get to the final four. <laughs> Lock it in. I don't need no fighting for McCaffrey's in the final four. Um, I think that's probably the right answer. Okay, in the in the West, greater than a six seed. Talk. Oh, we're skipping the East. Oh right, I forgot we went to the bottom left corner first. East, go ahead. Uh, do not feel good about this one at all. I'll go Providence. But on the Providence thing, Ed Coy let me down. Maybe he'll pull off a miracle. Mm. I'll go Memphis. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That the, the Memphis has a, you know, Memphis has like a, a an elite duo. Like DeAndre Williams and Kendrick Davis had like ninety seven combined. In, yeah, in their semifinal game, it wasn't actually ninety seven, but it was like ninety seven percent of their team's points for a yeah. while. Um, and Kendrick Davis can be the best player on literally any floor in the country, mm-hmm. except me. Like maybe one or two floors that it can't be, but like yeah. also those floors just might be because Zach Ed is seven four, <laughs> right? Anything else, which is unfortunate when your second round matchup is likely against Purdue. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but if I was asked to pick one, I'd probably go with with Memphis. All right, last the the West. Give me one. If you want two out of the entire bracket for me, Arkansas and Illinois, one hundred percent. Don't even yes, think about it. Yeah, fair enough. Give fair me enough, both. Fair of enough. Them. Fair enough. All righty. Um, in the final four, however, my my lowest seed is a six seed in Creighton. I believe Josh's is a two, three. Is that correct? Three. Who who got in for you? Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. Right, right, right. So so Josh's final four is the Tide versus the Fighting Shock of Smarts, and then Texas versus 
Mark Few and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All right, left side of the bracket, your final four uh, starts with a matchup against Alabama and Marquette. Who is going to the national championship game? Alabama. Alabama, the Tide. I can't believe that you were like talking about the Tide shooting all year with me. You were right there, and now you're picking the Tide to go to the Final Four. Unbelievable. There, I, I just can't, I don't exactly blame you, though. <laughs> this matchup in particular, Alabama's just better at most of the things than Marquette, as good uh-huh. as Marquette are at the things. Mm. Mm. <laughs> at, the, at the things. At the things. And, you know, the, the size, the athleticism, they're also just quite possibly the best team in the country. Picking the best team in the country to go to the national championship. I know, bold prediction. It's a little weird of you, I'm not going to lie. All right, you got coming out of the left side of the bracket, the Alabama, the Crimson Dad. Uh, My matchup here is Creighton and Purdue. Let's go, Matt Painter. Let's go, Matt Painter. Let's go, Matt Painter. Ryan Cockburn is on that list. The 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 the, the first yep. team all guard Zach Eady. Ryan Cockburn is probably Absolutely. on that list too. Um, but it doesn't matter. The Fighting Matt Painters to the Final Four to the national championship game, and all you Matt Painter haters. Here's what I like. Like I have a buddy who every time he gets a haircut, he puts it on a Snapchat story and says, "If I if you and I weren't talking before I got this haircut, I don't want to hear from you now." He's like, you know, the idea of like, I look so fly now, but like if if you and I weren't talking before I got this haircut, I don't want to hear from you now. Um, if you weren't riding with Matt Painter when they go to the Final Four and they go to the National Championship game, I don't want to hear from you. You're no, not allowed no. to say anything. Now, what not is, necessarily you. Okay, I was going to say, what is riding me? Because I'm yeah, 100% not, behind Matt Painter. N- not just, necessarily you. But yes. like you're you're allowed to say things like, like I'm not sure you're allowed to be on. Yeah, I'm not sure you're allowed to be a part of that party. I'm not sure you are. There's like a there's like a a party in like a couple weeks with like friends and family that you can be a part of. Okay. Once Matt Painter goes to the final four, but like the after party, you're not sure. you're not that, allowed. That's to, fair, to that's fair enough. That that's fair enough. Okay. All right. The friends and family, like the grandmothers, are invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you a just, breakfast it's the party. buffet. To be nice, you invite an, everybody. Right at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, <laughs> like you can come to that one. But the rager post final four. On Monday night, that that's that's that is not a family friendly environment. And you're not invited. Um, <laughs> um, um, come on, Matt Painter. Come on, Zach Eady. I'm I'm channeling I'm channeling good decision making from Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. Fletcher Lawyer is going to catch fire. We're going to get the like mid Big Ten play Fletcher Lawyer, big shot Bob. Like like we're gonna let me. If they make it to the final floor, Fletcher Lawyer is going to hit a buzzer beater at some point. That is going to happen. Like if I could parlay those two things, I would. Um, and then, uh, so I've got Purdue. I've got Purdue because I'm going to be there when Matt Painter goes to the final floor. I'm going to be there, and um, and uh, I'm I'm going to rock with it this year. I'm going to rock with it, lean with it, and rock with it. Um, other side of the bracket: Texas, Kansas for me, Texas Gonzaga for you. Um, what say you? Texas. The Longhorns. Ran them out of the building in the state of Texas once. They can do it again. Wow. That, how long have you been holding on to that one? <laughs> I kind of realized once I started talking through what I was going to do here, I went, uh-huh. oh, we've we've seen this game before. Now, is it going to be closer than the first time? Yes. Am Gotta I worried about that it. rematch if I'm Texas? 
No. All righty. Man, he's been holding that. He he wrote that down. He wrote that down last night. He can't convince me otherwise. He's 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 had that locked and loaded. What did uh, what did so I I forgot how much I enjoy Nance, Raftery, and uh Grant Hill. And, and and Grant Hill. Um that's just super fun. And they were calling games in the Big Ten tournament, and I can't remember what game they were calling. And Raftery said something, and Nance was like how long you he's like you had that one locked and loaded you got to get out of the way quick and I can't I might have to look and see if I can figure out what it was because <laughs> um because I yeah I can't remember what the I can't remember what it was I can't remember anyways um you've got the you've got the fighting shoot who even plays on that team um the fighting Marcus Cars, there you go. The fighting Earth. Therese Hunters, whoever plays on that team, I don't, I don't know. They're they're not that. Um, speaking of fighting Texas Longhorns, did you see Courtney Ramey's shot in the Pac-12 championship game? That was lit. That was lit. He had like, I don't think he had scored yet. I don't think he had a field goal. I was yet. watching that first half, going Courtney Ramey's doing absolutely nothing, but there he is. Yeah, yeah. And then he hit the biggest shot of probably Arizona season mm-hmm. uh, up until this point. I mean, that suggests that there was a ton riding on that game. There probably wasn't, but um, anywho. Got him a championship. Uh, so, so that goes – so I've got Purdue and Kansas. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make my pick. Uh, no, Kansas. you didn't. There you go. There you go. The fighting Bill Selfs. The fighting Grady Dicks. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've got Purdue and Kansas in the national championship game. You've got Texas and the Tide. Texas and the Tide. Um, did you just like? Did you just go with the teams that had like? Was New Mexico State just on the outside looking into? I mean, you got Texas and Chris Beard. You got Alabama and and all the crap that went on over there. Were you just like the teams that spent the most time with lawyers this year? That's the teams that I want in the national championship. <laughs> and then Mark Few and, and Marquette is the other two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With New Mexico State just barely missing out in the Elite Eight, right? I mean, it's too soon for this. Might be too soon for yeah, that. Yeah, too soon. I think it's too soon for that. Um, okay, Texas and Alabama. Talk to me. Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. Okay. Home, you're closer to home. This is where, again, one of those teams that if Alabama doesn't shoot the ball well, mm-hmm. they can absolutely hurt you. They can defend to the level that will force Alabama to not shoot the ball well. Mm-hmm. hopefully Timmy Allen is back but they didn't miss him all that much even when he wasn't playing right and they are deep enough for that one injury going back to this whole you know availability thing with some of these key players on national title favorites they have the depth to overcome an injury like that now do they have a depth to overcome an injury to a guard maybe not but we're not talking about that sure I you were on this from the very beginning of the season. I jumped on this a little bit later. I don't know if you completely can't went away from it. They are just one of the most well-balanced teams in the country that I feel really good about their ceiling on both ends of the floor. They are playing really well. They just handled Texas tw- or Kansas twice. I don't want them seeing Kansas a third time. That would terrify me. That's about the only reason I wouldn't pick them to win the national championship at this point is if they drew Kansas in the final four. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I, they're the real deal. And in a world where I'm not as high on Alabama as I think most people are, probably higher than you, 
Definitely I, higher than me. But I... It's not like I look at them and go, well, I got to put that team in the Final Four. I did, but I didn't feel obligated to. It was more of a matchup thing. And Texas is a team where I just feel like they don't have bad matchups because they can kind of blend into whatever they need to be. And they have the guards mm-hmm. to make it happen. Fair. All right, so you've got... So you've got the tie. You've got the Longhorns. Yep. I can't. All right. I'm, I'm going to be I? there when Matt Painter <laughs> wins a national championship. Josh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And if and if Purdue get, makes it to Kansas, Kansas doesn't have anybody to stop that game. He'll have thirty. That is correct. He'll have thirty and twenty in that game. It'll be lit. The question will be whether. Purdue has anybody to stop Jalen Wilson. Maybe Ethan Morton can bother him just enough. I actually yeah, but don't like, but like Purdue, like Zach, you do have 30 and 20 on 12 shots. Right. They'll go to the free throw line 12 times too. And it might take Jalen Wilson 22 to get 30. Sure. Yeah. 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 I actually do feel pretty good about that matchup if I'm Purdue. Just, just I'm, I'm on the coattails of Matt Painter. I'm on the coattails of Zach Eady and I am going to be there. <laughs> When Matt Painter wins a national championship, I I will well, I will wear like if they lose in like the 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 uh, the round of thirty two, I will bring a clown mask to the next podcast <laughs> and I'll just wear it for you the entire time. Or maybe I'll just like with my my name down here on the the podcast recording <laughs> platform, I'll just put a little clown next to it. I'll get something. I don't know how you feel about clowns, so I won't. I don't want to scare you. I, I'm not like, scared by clowns. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, wouldn't blame you. Clowns are weird. Clowns yeah, are no, scary. Yeah, no, no, no. If, I, if I you went a little too far with a clown getup, that would like if I'm looking like Joker. Yeah, yeah. We don't need that. No, we're not talking about you. We're not talking about Jokic. We're not talking about no, Jokic. no, no, no. Um, I'll start the podcast. We've got Jays, Jumpers, Jaron Jackson Juniors, John Morant, Joe Johnson, Jaw Raffs, and jokes like Josh, and I'll have a clown <laughs> something or another. Um, but if they win the national championship, I will start the podcast with We Are the Champions because we, <laughs> me, Matt Painter, and Zach Eady, we're the champions, okay? That's the we, trio. That's the – Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, like, eh, we can do – we. you can come. It'll be fun. Like, it'll be great. But, like, let's not pretend that you're at the main table, okay? <laughs> me, Zach Eady, Matt Painter – Lock it in. The cool thing they do with Bluetooth and the lights pregame where like they control everybody's phone flashlight, it's lit. That's that's the that's the core four. Everybody else is kind of like the he, like so, like you know. I'm gonna be there when Matt Perry wins. <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Maybe not there there, but I'll be there. They'll be able to feel me. Be there in spirit. In the in the air. Uh, in the speed. <laughs> We need to, we need to stop podcasting. Um, I, I I've I, I, give me the fighting Matt Painters, give me the fighting Zach Edies, give me the boys, and they'll lose in the second round, and I'll just have to sit here sad every time we do a podcast because my national champion is already out. But um, but I'm in there, I'm in there, dog. You got anything else? I think we've gone long enough. Let's do this. All right, your la- the last thing you have to give me is is you have to pick anybody deeper than a six seed to win the national championship. <laughs> Arkansas. I feel like that's the right answer. I feel like that's the right answer. It's either Arkansas or I don't know. Illinois would be two for me. Illinois. 
if we're including six seeds, that opens things up a little yes. bit. If we're including six seeds, then like Creighton is in there Kentucky. for sure. Kentucky is in there. What's the six TCU with Mike the Miles? TCU, Mike yeah, Miles I love have, the I love these six seeds. I really do. Unfortunately, they all like eventually run into. I, for what it's worth, I had Kentucky going to the Sweet Sixteen. I don't think I actually said that. Oh, yeah. I think they'll get. That, they're going to beat Kansas State. Um, all righty, let's get out of here. Um, today's Monday. We got the playing games tomorrow. First and second first rounds on Friday and or Thursday and Friday. It's that time of the year. And uh, thank you very much for uh, going through another regular season with us here on the Jays Produce Podcast. We'll be back, I guess, Monday. Are we doing that? Like, I mean, it would be gotta, silly to do. We got to come up on. with a full plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to chit chat about that. But um, likely not Thursday. We'll go with that for now. Um, please subscribe to the Jays Produce Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Jays Produce Pod, YouTube, all of those fun things. And we'll be back at some point in the next seven days. Perhaps it's Monday. That seems the most logical, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Jay's Race Podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh. And we will see you later.